Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. Our theme for this year's Lent is My Story, helping us all to become more aware of the ways our personal faith stories intersect with God's story in Scripture. Throughout the season, we're introducing you to members of our church family and asking them to tell us a little about their stories. My name is Chris Gabel. I'm the Interim Director of Traditional Worship at First Church, and I'm pleased to introduce you to Miss Penny Branscombe-Leggett, and I'm looking forward to hearing this conversation and hearing your story today, Penny. Thank you for joining us. Sure, my pleasure. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you're connected to First Church? I am, I've been attending this church off and on since 1968 uh, because my husband and I have come down to it. I want to tell you first, though, it was I've known about it longer because my father is the youngest brother of the Reverend Dr. John Warren Branscombe, who was here in the 40s and 50s. Um, he so loved, um, my dad loved coming down and being able to see the picture of John Warren in the festival. And so I have a picture of daddy and mama with that portrait. And then since then, they added two more bishops from this church, but he was the first. So, but another tie is he had a brother, Albert Branscombe, that was a preacher. And his daughter, Louise, she was Louise Branscombe Woodman and then Louise Branscombe Schenck, uh, was a member of this church. And she was friends with people uh, like Moena Gresham and different ones. So that was another tie to this church. But one that you wouldn't necessarily think when Steve and I were living in Longwood, the Methodist church here was big on Sunday nights with music. We would drive down from Longwood to this church because the music director was had played with the Tommy Dorsey band. And so you would come and we would sing on Sunday nights and it was packed. It was a wonderful thing. So that was in the seventies. But then I continued to have my membership with my Sheffield Methodist church, my home church until my dad passed. And when Steve and I joined the church here, uh, transferred membership here, uh, people laughed. They literally laughed because I had been being here since we moved to Orlando <laughs> in 89 and I didn't join the church till 2012. Wow. And they forgot to say transfer of membership. And so people <laughs> laughed at me. But So the time through music was through um, also in addition to having uncles, that were, and if you go back, it's great uncles. It's all, Methodist Church has been in the Branscombe family for a long time. Well, you're a pretty visible member of the choir. I don't, I can't imagine a Sunday morning choir without seeing your face in it. How long have you been a member of the choir? Oh, since um, Jack Inman 
for whom they're going to dedicate the new stop on the organ. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Inman heard me singing and we were between choir directors and Ethna Bergstrom was the interim until we hired Bill Shortle. And so she asked me to join, at his request, she asked me to join the choir. Well, so I'm that's glad she did. 27 years, some long time. Wow, that's pretty great. So do you, is would you say that, that music is a pretty major connection to God for you? Is it a, a spiritual thing? That's a good summary because that would be my key story, I think. Mm -hmm. If you go back, when we were in Sheffield, Alabama, which is in North Alabama on the Tennessee River, um, my parents always saw God in nature. You know, you talked about in your devotion last week about how you just go, like to go outside and see things. Mm -hmm. If daddy saw things swirling around, he would say that they were saying goodnight before they went to, to rest. Mm -hmm. um, they, they have, daddy talked about people say you have five senses, but that he has six senses because he kept his sense of wonder. Yeah, that's um, nice. We were raised with that sense of wonder. And I was in choir in elementary school. I played handbells uh, and I was in choir in junior high and high school. I continued in the choir at Rollins College in the chapel choir. I then um, came here in the choir. Another thing I did all along growing up was I would go lead the singing like for the younger girl scouts, I would mm -hmm. lead the singing. So I continue to do that now with the mommy and me, they bring in those, now they're birthed to two. Um, and I lead the singing along with Sarah, with Sarah McLean. And then um, that came about because somebody came into choir one night and said, we need somebody to come lead singing. Will somebody in the choir do it? And so that was say five years ago. Oh, and so okay. that was through choir that I got to do that. And then through that same person, Laney, no, not Laney, through that same person, I was asked to do Buddy Break. And so that's where it's through uh, Nathaniel's Hope. And we used to have the parents be able to come in and get a break. And they mm. would leave their children there. Um, the child who needed more exceptional loving and that person's siblings so that the parents could go out and do things. So that was something I was involved with that came out through the choir. And another thing that um, I get to do with the choir is Shelly Hampton and Gail Lippincott and I work with the people in the office staff, especially Debbie, and we make sure that when people have bought music for the choir, which is mm -hmm. something that people do, um, they don't get to pick whatever song they want. The choir director always says, here are three, which one do you want? Or, or something like that uh, to build on what we are currently singing. And we make sure that if they've done that, that it gets written up in the bulletin. And that if it's a past one from say 15 years ago, we contact them to let them know that we are singing their music again. It will be in the choir. In, we'll sing at the choir and it will be in the bulletin and we invite them to come back. So that's something related to the choir yeah. that I get to do. So yes, I think music from being little all the way through until now is, is important to me. 
have you always not. been have you always been a spiritual person have you always felt a, a, a connection to god yes i have i um I mean, my dad's obituary <laughs> talked about how he, when he was born, he was loved by the Trinity, and that it even says um, on December 3rd, 2012, ended Austin Branscombe's life with the Trinity on earth and began his life with them in heaven through the resurrected Jesus. Wow. And we, our family was written up in the history of that church and on here. Um, he, he designed a, a window, a stained glass window of Jesus hmm. with outreach. And so he designed that for our mother. And then we paid, we commissioned a painting of Jesus praying in the garden at the cemetery, hanging in a prayer chapel. Mm -hmm. And it says here, when asked at 93 years of age how he wanted to be remembered, Alston replied as a servant of the living God. Hmm. How do you want to be remembered? Servant of the living God. Good answer. <laughs> How would you describe God, Penny? God is love. Mm -hmm. Today is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I think um, I really do like when we talk about our church motto being to seek God, you know, in love and serve. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's, I mean, my mother, after she passed, they wrote up in the newspaper. She was always on her way. Mm. She was going from one place to another place to another place. Um, Daddy liked it because it kind of meant she was always on her way to heaven, but it wasn't like they were waiting until the life afterwards they tried to make it where the life here, the thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Right. Um, and so having been raised in that, I never had one of these times where people go away because I was loved and I feel loved and I try to give love. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, how is, is there anything that makes you feel particularly connected to God? Do you have any special I like practices? I liked your thing of being outside. I do. Mm -hmm. um, since we've retired, Stephen, I've gotten to go to Europe every year except last year <laughs> because yeah. of the pandemic. And we do we go to the cathedrals every mm -hmm. place, but we also go to the, um, the Jewish quarters. Because we we think we want to honor what people said. Um, and what their lives have been. And so um, I just think, I do like nature. I think it's wonderful. And I love the music. And I love how even in times like this, when you are directing us and you have such a small handful for willing to come in, I, I'm thankful that you let me come in. Mm, I'm so grateful for the small handful who can come in and, and hopefully we're going to start growing those numbers now that we're starting to open back up a little bit, but I appreciate your dedication. It's been, it's, it's so nice to have your voice. And it was, it was strange to, I think there was one week maybe where you weren't there and it was just weird not to see you in the choir. If you could ask God one question, Penny, what would it be? 
do I live the life you created me to live? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think a lot of us should be asking that same question. And when you're when you're when you're alone talking to God, what do you pray for? I pray all day long for my friends, for my family. I pray for the church. I pray for the church, not just here, but in Sheffield, Alabama, Midway, Alabama, where daddy grew up, um, Winter Park, <laughs> Orlando, First Methodist Churches. I pray for the people who are doing missions, like mm. the Mommy and Me mission. I pray for the people who try to help uh, those who can't go to church, celebrate and worship God. I pray that all, all of the Lord's people are aligned with him. And I pray that the rest, all of us are connected to the Holy Spirit so we can live the lives that we're created to live and that we can um, know how to worship him. And then I pray for all people who need caregiving mm -hmm. and their caregivers. And I want us to, to keep them in mind because it's hard. But I say thank you for the wisdom. May we have the strength to carry it out. We know you're with us, but help us feel your presence. Hmm. All very good stuff. Now, your uncle was a former pastor of First Church. Yes. Do you, do you consider him like a, a spiritual hero? I never personally met him. Oh, okay. I, I know all about him mm -hmm. because like um, <laughs> we have, he was built, he was really big. People like Gene Zimmerman um, went to Cuba as mm -hmm. part of field trips. I mean, they, they went, they had mission trips too. Mm -hmm. And so my uncle John said that the poorest one, Holguin should have a church. And so they raised money, the Methodist churches in, in Florida, and it was rare. They never let a preacher be a bishop of his own church or his own mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. But for Uncle John, they made that exception. Mm. And so for Florida and Cuba, they raised the money. And then he was, he traveled all over to South America, different places. Their church is named after him in South America. Uh, the pulpit in our Sanctuary is the John, but it's a memorial pulpit that the people in this church mm -hmm. paid for after he was gone in his memory. And they, um, so when, when he passed it, he was in his 50s. Wow, he was young. He, yes, he was, he had what he thought was heart attack, went and preached up with like in Lakeland or at some youth camp, came back, went in the hospital in Orlando. They thought he was going to be okay, and then he died. And so they went ahead and named the church after him. So our sister church in Cuba, of our Methodist church, is the John, War the John Warren Branscom Memorial Church in Holguin, Cuba. And Jim Manuel has been to visit it at least three times and maybe more, and he's invited me, and I should have gone. Wow. <laughs> It's sort of interesting to think of to think of uh, Florida and Cuba. I mean, Florida and Cuba obviously are, are 
very closely related to each other, but to think of our church as, as having such close ties to Cuba, given the relations between the U.S. and Cuba these days. Um, but and back if in any, the days, they sent hundreds of ministers down there, hundreds, and Gene Zimmerman was one. That's really, that's really cool. I'm glad you told me about that. Well, we used in this book that there's a copy of it in the choir room, The River of Living Waters. It was given to me by Jim Manuel's mother. And she was one of the ones that they give credit for helping do the research for it. It says, we're especially grateful to the Reverend Kenneth Routon and to Doris, Mrs. Frank Manuel for their continuing encouragement during the more than 40 months of research and writing. Um, so these people, in that book, it says that this church was one of the top 10 churches in the United States at that time by the Christian Science Monitor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Probably was for smaller size churches, but it was still in the top 10. And they gave, oh, back in that day when people went to church and they talk in here in this book about how Uncle John would greet them all when they came into the church in the morning at the 830 service and at the 11 o'clock service and then he would preach and then he wrote a column for the Orlando Sentinel every week and how he they would they were so packed at their night services their Sunday maybe it was Wednesday night one of their night services they were so packed but that was back in the time when everybody went to church (laughs) but over 50 percent of the money that was donated was sent out into the world Hmm. I wish we had that kind of luxury now to be able to give 50% of what money comes in to help other people. I understand. I understand. Seek and seek and love God and just love and serve people. That's what it's That's all right. about. That's Penny, thank you for this really great conversation. It's nice to get to know you a little bit better. And, and uh, I hope that our listeners have enjoyed hearing about your story and your connection to the church and, and all the great information you've got you're you're fun to talk to and And to everybody else who's listening i know you have enjoyed hearing from penny and we hope you'll keep listening to more great stories from our friends at first church orlando have a great day we hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future if you enjoyed today's message we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.